I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. How do you choose which internet service provider to use? The sad thing is most of us have very little choice because ISPs operate like monopolies in the regions they serve. They use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers, data caps, streaming throttles, the list goes on. But first of all, many ISPs log your internet activity and sell that data to other big tech companies or advertisers. So to prevent ISPs from seeing my internet activity, I protect all of my devices with ExpressVPN. So what is ExpressVPN? It's a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISP cannot see any of your activity. Just think about how much of your life is on the internet. Y'all know how much of mine is. So sadly, the list of people you've messaged, sites you've visited, and videos you've watched get tracked by tech giants who can sell your information for profit. That's the reason I recommend ExpressVPN as the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP. You just download the app, tap one button on your device, and you are protected. I personally love ExpressVPN because I work a lot from coffee shops, from co-working spaces, from airports, places where I want to work on the internet. I'm having to work online, but I want to protect my personal information from other people who may be able to tap into my computer from an unsecured internet provider. That's really important to me. Also, y'all, I am an impulse buyer. And so these companies that pick up on what I'm searching via Google and then can advertise to me based off of that, I am a sucker. I am going to spend way more money than I need to. So if I can keep them from targeting ads to me, I'm going to save a lot of money. ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing your connection too. So you do not have to worry about that. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by Business Insider and The Verge. So stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com slash egram. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash egram to get three extra free months. Go to expressvpn.com slash egram right now to learn more. Hello friends, happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today is another Author's Corner check-in where I update you on what the heck is going on behind the scenes. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea and let's catch up. Starting with today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that I've been getting into scents lately. I don't know if you've heard of Scentbird. I heard about it through like people getting sponsored on YouTube and stuff, but I subscribed and it's so cool. You get like a new scent in the mail every single month. It's like 12 bucks. I've never really found my grown-up smell and I think I might have found it like in my first month, but so fun. My thorn is that today my lovely assistant moves on from the company. Today's her last day and she's going to be deeply missed. I hate to see her go, but I love that she's doing what is best for her. 
And my bud is that I have a trip planned for myself to get away the first week of January, which is the last week that before my book is due. So I have that whole week to just be alone, to either celebrate having finished <laughs> or to, you know, get the final pieces in that I want to get in. So I'm really looking forward to that. All right, let's dive headfirst into today's episode. So what I'm working on this week. This week, I am editing chapter nine. I'm also writing the introduction as well as the conclusion. I also really want to go through and assess kind of the overall balance of the book. Do I need to longer or shorter pieces for different chapters? Is the tone of the book a little bit too dark? Do I need to lighten it up? And really just make sure it's cohesive. It makes sense that the chapters are nuanced and complex, all of that good stuff. So that's what we're working on in terms of life things and the holidays going on. I finally did finish our Christmas shopping. Y'all, when I went to Target weeks before Christmas, it was completely picked through. Like there was nothing, not even a Pokemon card in sight, but Best Buy came in clutch. They had a lot of like a surprising amount of toys. So that worked out. We're also celebrating our kiddos birthday this weekend, which I'm really excited about. We're celebrating it early because it's not our year to have him on his birthday. So we're celebrating a couple of days early or a week early. I'm really looking forward to that. And in other news, y'all, New Year's Eve is my favorite holiday. I didn't really grow up in like a really sentimental household. So we didn't have a lot of traditions around Christmas, but New Year's felt like a holiday I always prioritized for myself. I didn't have to rely on anyone else to do it. And I always just love a fresh start, a new beginning. It's one of my favorite feelings. So staying up late and weeping, singing old Lang Syne is just where it's at for me. And then I have kind of a routine the next day or a routine. Like I have like a slow, lazy brunch the next morning and spend the entire day dreaming and planning for the new year. It's my favorite thing ever, but no one in my adult life has ever really cared about it. Like, I always feel like I'm convincing people to celebrate with me and, and to not be grumpy staying out till midnight, even though that's like something we never do on a normal week. So I understand why we don't, you know, people don't want to do it on that one night of the year. But I just want to find something like low key and chill to do this season that still feels like magical and fun. I just don't know if that exists. Like, it feels like either you have to go to like a shoulder to shoulder party, which I'm not into, or you have to stay at home, which also feels like I'm going to fall asleep, y'all. I go to bed at like 9, 8.30 sometimes. Like, I go to bed early, so I'm not going to make it till midnight if I stay home. <laughs> so I just want something where it's like, you know what I wish it was? I wish there was like a seated five course dinner with like a bottle of wine and then like a free glass of champagne at the end of it. That's what I want for New Year's. Does that exist? Do you know? What do you do for New Year's? Do you care? Are you like me or are you like every single other person that I know? Tell me on Instagram if you have good New Year's things that you're like, oh, I've got you. I know what this I know what I know what you need. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what I'm reading, watching all that good stuff. So currently I am reading A Court of Thorn and Roses. I started it. I'm about halfway through. It's good. 
and it's like fun and an easy read like I hoped it would be like it's what I wanted I'm just a little bit surprised by all of the like sexual content in it it's not like I think there's anything wrong with that I'm not opposed to that it's just that like it's a little young of a read for me for it to be that sexual and not that it's like wrong but just like it feels like I'm a 35 year old woman at a 19 year old's party and it's uncomfortable that's kind of how I feel about it but it is a fun book it's an interesting story it's an interesting concept it's like ideas and things that I hadn't really ever thought about before so that feels really fun I just feel like I feel a little awkward. So what I'm watching, so we watched The Octopus Teacher this week. The kiddo and I watched it one night when my husband was at work and he loved it so much that we all three watched it again the same week so that dad could be a part of it. It was so sweet. We cried from happy tears and from sad things and just all around, it made me want to be a better person, more aware of my surroundings. Our kid loved it so much, so it's a definitely a recommendation, especially if your little one is into the ocean or ocean things. I think you'll really like it. Today's episode is brought to you by Papa and Barkley. If you are like me, you will go to the ends of the earth for the people that you love. Papa and Barkley understands wanting the absolute best for the people that we care about most. It all started with a son trying to help his father find relief from debilitating pain so he could get his life back. Today, they're still putting the same care into improving lives with award-winning CBD solutions for discomfort, stress, sleep, and everyday wellness. I personally love to take CBD right before I go to sleep to help all of my stress release and my body relax and put me into a state of calm. I also enjoy to take it before a flight or any other stressful kind of situation where I need to be grounded but mentally present. Papa and Barkley founder Adam Grossman created the groundbreaking relief balm to ease his father's debilitating back pain. From that powerful homemade balm, Papa and Barkley has expanded to a full line of topical balms, oils, tinctures, and capsules, all made with 100% natural, clean ingredients in whole plant, full spectrum CBD. Today, they're the number one cannabis wellness company in California, and with their new CBD relief line, they can now ship nationwide. Their CBD relief balm delivers hours of comfort with simple plant-based ingredients in an at-home use test. With over 300 participants, users reported a 40% reduction in daily discomfort in just one week of using the balm. The award-winning CBD oil relief drops is their fastest metabolizing daily wellness option for easing daily stress, discomfort, and supporting a good night's sleep. Papa and Barkley is on a mission to improve lives through CBD in its purest, cleanest form possible. Go to papaandbarkleycbd.com slash egram for 20% off your first purchase. That's 20% off for new customers at P-A-P-A and B-A-R-K-L-E-Y-C-B-D.com slash egram. Thank you, Papa and Barkley, for supporting the podcast. My small joy from this week, I really can't give too many details about this, but I'm going to give it to you vaguely. We had something stressful that we were dealing with, and we were kind of at odds with something with someone else. It ended up going in the other person's favor, which was a very overwhelming concept before it happened because there were just so many things in our life that were impacted by this decision 
that it felt like impossible. Like if this goes in the other person's direction, like we are screwed in so many different ways. But once it happened, first of all, I felt relief. Like I hate being in, I just, I don't want to have to like decide things with other people. <laughs> but then when we started kind of looking at things logistically and like readjusting plans, it's like every single thing just fell into place. We saved money in places where we thought we'd be losing money. Things ended up falling on better days than we planned. So it just worked out better for everyone. And oh, that was such a relief. That was like a really big source of stress for us. So it working out best for everybody is a dream. I am learning. So what am I learning this week? The first thing that comes to mind is like on the way to school this morning, my kiddo was just kind of experiencing some worry and I told him, you know, I was like, someone one time one said to me that worrying is living through a hard thing twice. And then I told him, I was like, but honestly, that's never really stopped me from worrying. Like, I'm not trying to tell you not to worry because I, you know, it just, it's like a platitude. It just helps the worry feel less meaningful in that moment. So while it's not going to like fix the worry, it might soften it some. And I think that's kind of what I'm sitting with is that, you know, we don't have to fix our emotions with these platitudes that we carry, but that doesn't mean the platitudes can't ease our suffering a bit. You know, they have their like little place and process updates. So what's going on with the book? How am I feeling about it? Ugh, here's, here's where we're at. I finished chapter nine yesterday. I'm honestly not quite sold on it yet though. So I want to read it all together and see how I feel at that point. I think it's currently lacking the complexity and the variety that I think I've gotten in the other chapters. So I want to be careful not to pigeonhole them or only cover kind of a baseline of the type. I really want to get into the nuance of each one. So maybe when I read it back, I'll see that I did that. But at this moment, I'm not confident in that. And before I send it to any type nines to read, I really want to make sure that I feel like we're there so that they can add, you know, their thoughts on top of that. Now, once that's done, I'll edit it and send it out for review. And then I need to write an introduction to the collection so that the concept makes sense to a reader. And then a conclusion that leaves people feeling like they got some closure from the book itself. And once that is done, I'll spend kind of the next two weeks really focusing on balance of length and lightness as well as visuals and layout to try and make it the best compilation that it can be. So honestly, so far in this process, I've really just been putting one foot in front of the other, writing one piece at a time. Since it's a compilation, I knew I had a certain amount of pieces I wanted for each type. And I just focused on writing each next piece. Like, okay, next we have one more piece to write. I have another piece to write, you know, just kind of one after another. So now that we're getting to the end of that part of the process, I'm beginning to feel much more vulnerable. Like I've been writing in the dark and now people are closer to seeing it and I don't know if they'll like it. I'm also a bit more overwhelmed at the idea of making it all make sense than I am at the concept of writing the pieces, right? Like, is this because this is an idea that doesn't exist. It's not something that's been done before, which I'm grateful for, but it's also like, I hope it makes sense to people. So, so far when I've sent the chapters to the types, it seemed to make sense. So that's good news, but writing the pieces definitely comes much more naturally to me. So I've been feeling pretty tender and vulnerable. I've honestly cried a lot this week, just feeling like my nerves are really exposed, but 
The other day, honestly though, as I wrapped up the last piece for nine, I did feel ready to look at it as a whole. And I finally started to get that excited feeling about it. Like, okay, now I'm ready to like, let's see how this all plays together, which is always such a good sign to me. If you're into human design, I'm a manifesting generator. And kind of the thing for us is that we're supposed to follow our excitement. And I finally feel like I'm excited for the next phase of creating this book. So that is very, 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 very exciting. <laughs> so finally, you'll hear this on Friday, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell you now, I'm actually taking the month of January off from podcasting as we transition from season two to season three, which is exciting, but it also means that this is my last author's corner update. I've loved doing this though. So if this is something that you would like to keep going, like if you want one day of the week of the podcast to kind of be more personal, let me know. Please DM me on Instagram or you can write a review if you're into it. But yeah, just let me know. I'm here for you. So whatever you want can go on. But I just wanna say thank you for joining me on the journey of kind of navigating the complicated emotions and logistics of writing this book. It made me feel less alone in the process. It made me feel like I had friends to keep up with and to kind of tell what I'm doing. So it's really meant the world to me and I can see that you're listening. So that's really cool. And I'm just absolutely grateful that I didn't have to go through this process alone or like overly lean on my partner to tell him all the details of the process when he's, you know, used to me at this point. So anyway, I just wanted to say thank you for joining me on this journey. Please let me know if you want more personal episodes to go live more frequently. I usually to do them about once a month or sometimes once a quarter. But if you're like, once a week would be really nice, we can definitely keep that going. Also as a friendly reminder that if you enjoy these behind the scenes episodes and aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, you may be interested in that because currently I am vlogging every single day until Christmas. So if you end up kind of missing this, it's there. I also don't put as much pressure on YouTube, so I don't wanna put like a, schedule out for January, but I do think I'll probably post a few episodes in January if that interests you. And as always, it is an absolute joy to stay in touch with you this way, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode.